Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh, oh my. Welcome back to Dream of the Damned, our series about the Disney princess stories, movies, and musicals, and anything else we can think of. Today we are continuing our discussion of the live-action Disney movie Beauty and the Beast from 2017. So let's get to it. Yay. I don't know who has the first comment, though. I don't know. Uh, So when we left off, we had just gotten to the Be Our Guest scene. Yeah. uh, Because we decided... Best place to stop. Let's go. It's <laughs> a good place to stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, a very involved scene. <laughs> yeah. I only have like two comments about two it. Two comments about the And Beer one is scene. at the beginning wow. and one is at the end. How dare you? So. <laughs> okay. So my, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, there's a quote. I guess maybe this is Lumiere saying it. I don't remember, but he says, they're coming. Final checks, everyone. And I was kind of like, ah, so yeah. they really do prepare for a dinner show when I they get the chance. It, I think it was Lumiere. I was saying, like, we've talked about this before about, like, do they have rehearsals and whatnot. Yes. And it's like, I'm sure. As evidenced by that quote, I think they do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, do you want to go ahead and say your comment? Sure. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I mean, it's not that it's not, special. Yeah. But when the scene, like, opens and, like, the song is happening, they mm-hmm. literally have set the whole table for one person. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> because that's, like, 20 places mm-hmm. and it's just Belle. I think the reason they do that, because, <laughs> okay, because when, um, when they first show, like, this, like, dining room table, mm-hmm. whatever, when they had set up for Belle and the Beast, I think yeah. that was a smaller table. I think. Okay. I might be wrong. I don't on that. think it was. I think it's the it was, same table. It seemed like it was a smaller table. Maybe I'm It might have been wrong. the lighting or yeah. yeah or, or the fact that we see more of it. Yeah. Like more of the room. Yeah. That might have been part of it. Because I know that yeah. in this song it's like very focused on the table. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So Um I But I was gonna say if for some reason it was a different table, mm-hmm. then you know you had like the regular dining yeah. table where they would usually yeah. and then you have the dining room where they the put on the show. Yeah. yeah. So I would just, if it was a different table, then maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's definitely possible. I mean, there are a lot of people who have houses that are set up like that anyway. They True. have a dining room table and then they have like a, yeah. like a kitchen table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how both my grandparents' houses are. <laughs> yeah, so. my parents did not do that. <laughs> I know. I think they had a room that was supposed to be the dining room, but they didn't do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They were like, no, this is the front room. <laughs> yep, this is the front room. Okay. <laughs> we have a front room and a TV room, and that's it. That's well, it. We don't yeah. have a dining room area. <laughs> I would say that's, that's kind of how my parents' house is, is mm-hmm. that you had like what was supposed to be like the office and then the dining room, uh, but instead it was 
office part one, office part two slash music room. Because that's where we put the piano. Yeah. But there was like this little chandelier kind of thing up there. Oh so gosh. it's like, it was obviously supposed to be the dining room. We just didn't do that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> My parents' house did not have a chandelier that made it obvious. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, ours did. It's a cute little chandelier. It's not very big. I love chandeliers. I know. They're, they're so, so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so be our guest starts and I was kind of like I really love how they showed that sometimes things don't always go to plan during performances yeah uh, kind of like the maestro was having to play through the dental pain and like still hit a wrong note and whatnot I was kind of like oh sorry and then a uh, Lumiere fell flat on his face after swinging on the yeah. chandeliers and I was kind of like yes things go wrong during performances yes it happens yes it's realistic <laughs> like thank you for showing that yeah <laughs> It's definitely, definitely realistic. Like. Yes. And that's that's one of the things that I really like, especially about Disney live action movies. Like now they try to make it at least somewhat realistic, you know, yeah. and have little things like that. They work hard. Definitely. Which okay. is nice. <laughs> yes. Um, I just made a random comment that all the plates and glassware and everything can float. Yeah. Even though they're not um, living. I know. That's, I don't. They don't have feathers. They're not plumet, but they can still fly. <laughs> I don't get it. What is living and what isn't? Yes, back they to can that, sing too. That question. That's true. They can sing. They so can technically, sing. they can dance. I think technically they're alive. You just don't get to see them. I don't like it. <laughs> I feel like it's a cop out. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, we're just gonna pretend like everything in the castle is alive except for the hairbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No hairbrush for you. No hairbrush. <laughs> I, I yeah. I'm I'm gonna be hung up on this whole what's alive and what's not yep, alive thing forever. Forever. <laughs> Never gonna forget about it. No, we've talked about it so much. I know. <laughs> I really don't get it. It was like you know glassware, silverware. Yeah, you're all yeah. alive. Not the hairbrush though. Nope, definitely not the hairbrush. <laughs> Never. Why would that be alive? But obviously, like fabrics and things, not alive. Yes. Yep. I just realized that now. Yeah, that's very clear. That's very clear that fabrics aren't alive. But everything else. Except the hairbrush. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, another problem I had with it was the fact that um, Plumet kept, like, plucking or whatever. Yeah. Which, like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But when she becomes, like, a person again, mm -hmm. nothing has actually happened to her. Yeah. But the maestro... He literally doesn't have his teeth when he comes back yeah. to being a human, and I don't understand that. I okay, I do wonder though, what how did he get dental pain? I mean dental pain, that's fine. Yeah. He no. literally throws the keys of the keyboard oh, out. You're right. And loses all of his teeth that way. You're right. And I don't understand that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't what? Yeah. Like, that one has always bothered me, because I'm like, no one else has been, like, permanently harmed from being a inanimate object, or at least not that we know of. Yeah. But here he is with, like, no teeth. Yeah. And we're just supposed to be okay with that? Apparently. <laughs> it's so bad and sad. I feel yeah. bad for him. Too long we've been rusting, needing so much more than dusting. Needing exercise. A chance to use our skill. <laughs> I was I was just kind of like, at least they kept up with the fact that they didn't put a specific amount of time on this curse. Yeah, it's true. Or at least on end date. Yeah. You know? Nope. No specific time. Yeah. They're they're of. very vague about the time. Here. Yeah. Which is great. But also awful. Cause... Agreed. 
But I'd rather it be vague than specific mm-hmm. and then us not really understand why it's so yeah. specific. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, then there's still the question of Chip. What's up with Chip? Don't know. Don't know either. Permanently stuck. I don't know. Permanently stuck as a like three-year-old child. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <sighs> I guess we're going with that. We're going with that. <laughs> Permanently stuck as a three-year-old child. Yep. Um, I made the comment again about does Belle ever actually get to eat and why does there appear to be so much food? Why does there appear to be so much food? That's what my comment's about. <laughs> I mean, true. not about yeah. the Yeah, food. not about the food, but just... But <laughs> I said the they bring the foods out but never let Belle try any of them. They're more focused <laughs> on their theatrics than actually feeding their guests. Yep. Yeah. I say, which doesn't necessarily make sense because she came out specifically to yeah. eat. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's put on a show for you. But she didn't want to eat a but show. She, yeah, I know. She, I mean, and she doesn't, like, put up a fuss about it or Mm-mm. anything. She's just kind of like, oh, it was a great show. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I understand. Yeah, she's very chill. That she, I mean, also, she could have just been, like, distracted. Yeah. Uh, and forgotten yeah. that she was hungry. But at the That's same time. Possible. At the same time, it's like, there's still all this food coming out. Then you're probably like, and that smells. Really and yes. Yeah. And you're like. I could eat that. Yep. I could eat that. I yep. could eat that. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. I guarantee you that if I had seen something I would have wanted to eat and then they just took it mm-hmm. away, I would have been yeah. real pissed. I would have been like, what the hell? <laughs> I would have been like, I came out of my room in my prison yeah. to eat food and you're depriving me. And you're putting on a show instead. Like, I didn't ask for the show. Exactly. I just... I just want food, guys. I like, just want food. <laughs> like, I would appreciate the show. I'd be like, wow, it was really yeah. good. But can I have food? <laughs> yeah. But I'd also probably just sit at that table longer and be like, okay. All right. Where's, where's my, my food? food? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. But you saw them washing all the dishes in the back of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they were putting food in the dishes and then probably dumping it in the trash somewhere. Yeah. Just so they can clean the dishes yep. for the song. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Like, I understand the whole theatrics thing. Just It's a movie, so you gotta have all yeah, this for the song. and kids aren't gonna notice it, yeah. but it makes me really mad. Yeah, oh yeah. Adults are going to notice it. Yeah, they're gonna be like, wow, that's so much food, that is going to waste. Yep. Like, thank you. Especially in a world where we don't really have money to buy food. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that's fun. Lots of fun. My last comment was about Cogsworth. Okay. I was like, because, you know, at the beginning of the performance, he's kind of like, shh, like, stop, yeah. stop. Yeah. We're like, we're not supposed to be doing this. He's like, do it quietly or whatever. Yeah, do it quietly or something. And by the end of it, he's like so into it. He's singing along and he comes out and he's like, he's so excited to be a part mm-hmm. of it and whatnot. Um, I thought that was great just because it shows that he does like doing these things. Yeah. But he's all, he also doesn't want to displease the master. So it was kind of like, I love it. Uh, but also... I like how the stage setting is just, like, taken away as the song is ending. It ends with just, like, Lumiere and Bell there. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's, it's just really interesting. It all just disappears. Like, really goes out quickly. the door. Yeah. yeah. I was like, all right. With the light and everything. Yes, it's all just gone. It's and then just, he's just... It's gone. And he's just, like, kind of like pudding. <laughs> well, yeah. And that's what I wrote. Yeah. In the end, they offer Bella pudding, but she never got to even eat anything, and it seems like they're fine afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, like I said, maybe she got distracted and forgot she was hungry. I've but had I'd, that happen to me before, but... Yeah, but I, I doubt it. 
I mean, after her trip out to the castle, getting through the whole, like, seeing her father, sending him away, mm-hmm. and then chilling out in the tower yeah. for a little bit, and then going and chilling out in her room for a little bit, I feel like she'd be hungry. Yeah, I mean, she came out specifically for yeah. food. Yeah, because that's a lot of time yes. spent, like, in confinement, basically. Yes. Not to mention the fact that she actually did go on a journey. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> to get to the castle. So <laughs> that in itself would be a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> we're never going to get any answers about this. Never. Ever. Never, never, never. So Belle says, surely you're as trapped here as I am. Don't you ever want to escape? And I was kind of like, do you seriously think they would want to try to escape looking as they are? Don't they know what awaits them if they leave the castle? Death. Death is what awaits them. Because if they go out to a village or whatever, like the villagers are going to be like, ah, magic, whatever. Like, kill it. Yep. So. That's true. uh, But on the other hand, I was kind of like, okay, I understand why Belle is asking this. Because she's like, I would hate to be stuck here, trapped. Mm -hmm. And she feels trapped right now. Uh, so I get that. Um, but then Mrs. Potts made a comment about the master not being as terrible as she thinks he is. Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, yeah, okay, I see why Mrs. Potts would say that. But in my mind, when Belle said her comment, I was just thinking, feeling trapped in the castle. Yeah. Not necessarily with the beast. Yeah, so my comment that I have is Mrs. Potts almost accidentally says that the beast is a prince. Mm-hmm. But instead, she says somewhere deep in his soul, there's a prince. Of a fellow mm-hmm. <laughs> who's just waiting to be set free. Yep. Which I think is funny because they're not trying to tell Belle that he's a prince. Yeah. I think they're just hoping that she likes him on his own merit. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think Belle would fall in love with him just because he's a I prince I don't think anyways. she would either. But, but also, you know, Mrs. Potts doesn't mm-hmm. know Belle. Exactly. She knows the prince, but she doesn't know Belle. So. Yeah. And back to your your comment about him not being as terrible as she thinks he is. Um, I um, this is another part that makes me want Mrs. Potts to be the housekeeper mm-hmm. because she would have been the caretaker to him. Yes, but she's not the housekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to do there. <laughs> I don't know. I really. Like, like, I'm sure that all of the staff knows the prince pretty well. Oh, definitely. And so, yeah, they probably, like, watched him grow up, and they know that he's, like, really not that bad of a guy or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that is information that the housekeeper or governess, if they had a governess, mm-hmm. would be incredibly privy to. Yeah. So. And I feel like Mrs. Potts isn't the governess either. No. No. (laughs) So. Mrs. Potts is some weird, like, second-in-command who maybe became first-in-command somehow. Yeah. Like, I don't... Exactly. No one knows what Mrs. Potts is. Nope. And no one knows who the housekeeper is. Nope. Murder. Murder. Beauty and the Beast is actually a horror story, guys. (laughs) Didn't you know? Didn't you know that? (laughs) But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to make a comment. What was oh, it? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know either. It was about Mrs. Potts, though, as you were talking. Oh, it was. It was. I don't... I don't know what it was, though. I don't know either. Nope, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
I thought about it, didn't remember. When it comes back to you, you can talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, Belle mentions the West Wing um, to Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Potts just kind of dismisses it, telling her to go to bed. But once Mrs. Potts' back is turned, that's when Belle goes on her mission to find out what's inside the West Wing. Oh yeah, I said. And, like, I understand <laughs> why... Where was that comment going? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, well, I think... Why Mrs. Oh. Potts shut her down? No, no, no. I think it was why Belle didn't just outright ask what was in the West Wing, to Mrs. Potts at least. Because uh, I I specifically said Belle mentions it instead yeah. of Belle asks about it. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those, like, towing the line of what can I ask yeah. or what can I can we talk about, That's what true. will they tell me. Yeah, because she is still a prisoner. So she's probably just trying to figure that out like but any she's, prisoner would do. <laughs> yeah, I would say she's also still a stranger to them. True. Even though they're very kind to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, you know, that's the prince's quarters and that's his secrets yeah. and whatnot like she I doesn't know why they wouldn't tell her as you told me it's a disney movie yeah <laughs> you're right it is a disney movie yes i was like yeah because oh it just makes me so mad when they do that they pull that stupid trope out because mm-hmm. it's like it's the cop-out. It's the Disney cop-out. Because they're like, oh, if we don't divulge all of the information, we have a story. Yep. Because that's what happens in every movie. Every single princess movie, mm-hmm. at least. I don't know about the other ones. Because I, I would have to think about that. But every princess movie, there's something that they don't tell the main character that's the princess. Mm-hmm. That ends up creating this whole story. Okay. And the one that comes to my mind right now is Moana. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> See, the one that, that I thought of when you were talking about this was um, Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. Rapunzel's a really good example. That is that. a good example. All of them are good examples of it, though. Because, like, with Ariel, she's not really told why she's not supposed to go mm-hmm. to the surface. She's just told not to go there. Yeah. And then with Ariel and her daughter, her daughter's not yep. really told why she can't go past the wall. Yep. She just can't go there. Yep. And like... What's the one with Cinderella? Because I'm blanking. Cinderella. I don't think there is I don't think one. there is one with Cinderella. Yeah. But I mean, she doesn't really start out as a princess. Which true. I think That's is the true. problem. Okay. With that one. Because it's the ones that start out as princesses, I think. That have that issue. Okay. Like, uh, Aurora. Yeah. She's yeah, not really told why she's not in the forest yep. and how she can't, like, meet anyone and, like, talk to anyone yeah. and tell them who she is yeah. or where she lives. So she does it because mm-hmm. she's just like, oh, he seems really nice. Yep. And then they find out where she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, yeah, the whole story comes because the truth is not told. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, the the thing with Aurora, though, I think, weren't they, they were going to bring her back to her parents on her 16th birthday or something? Um, if I remember It was going to be once that birthday had passed, because that's the birthday oh, that she was supposed right. to die on. That's right. That's what it was. So they were protecting her okay. up until... Up until then. The next year had passed mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Because they just didn't even want to risk it. And then she went and met a stranger and... Crow dude found yeah. her. 
And then he was like, oh, Maleficent, I found her. I found her. I found her. <laughs> and you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, okay. That's why the story happened. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. The Aurora one, they were definitely hiding it from her. If they had told her, I feel like she would have been like, oh, yeah, I don't really want to die. <laughs> yeah. Or at least have they told her... Like, at a certain age. Yeah. She would have been Definitely. more careful or something. Like, maybe when she turned, like, 14 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's probably, like, really, really the age where she would have been like, let me go. Exactly. Let me go out yeah. there. So. Yeah. um, I don't even know why they would let her out of the little cottage mm-hmm. without her knowing what kind of danger she's in. Yeah. Because, like, no. I was saying, like, especially, like, towards... those ages you know Mm -hmm. like because that's when you know if she were this like angsty teenager like she would probably be like i could run away yeah like i could could just i could just run out yeah ariel like ariel like ariel (laughs) i'm 16 years old i'm not a child (laughs) (laughs) and then you grow to be older than 16 and you look back on your 16 year old self and you're like you were a child (laughs) yeah yeah but also ariel goes oh yeah my dad did it right Uh uh-huh yeah oh yeah I'm sorry. What? Because <laughs> you were so mad at him for hiding the outside world to you. So you're yeah. going to do the same thing? Apparently. <laughs> That's just how it goes. You can tell Melody, hey, Ursula's sister kind of is after you. Yep. So, like, maybe just stay close to home. Yep. You can chill in the water, but, like, mm-hmm. stay close to home. Stay close. <laughs> stay within the walls. <laughs> I just... Uh-huh. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> back to Beauty and the Beast. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, so Belle goes to the West Wing. Yep. Uh, I made this random little comment about, um, I don't really understand the castle's like openness and brokenness because mm-hmm. in the specific scene where she's like walking up to the West Wing, there's just like a whole just like part of the castle that's missing. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get it. And then I was like, wait, well, if the castle's falling apart with yeah. like each petal falling. Which okay, it is falling apart. Makes sense. Yeah. I get it. You hear it shudder every time. You just don't know what part is falling off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it just, like, took me a second where I was kind of like, oh, wait a second. Yep. Yep. That was a good question, though. Yeah. I'm oh, sure yeah. people don't think about that. Oh, so definitely not. It's definitely a good thing to point out and have out there. I think it's people. also just something that people don't notice yeah. as well. They just kind of yeah. go with it. Well, and I think that people don't even really notice the shattering of the castle either. Mm-hmm. They just know, like... It happens. ...that the leaves... Or not leaves. The petals are falling. Yeah, they they <laughs> and they so it's know. just kind of for dramatic effect, probably in that's, their head. But yeah, that's not that's not what's happening there. The castle's falling to pieces. Yep, definitely. <laughs> the castle is under the spell and it's falling to pieces. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they show a family portrait. The father and son are scratched up. The mm-hmm. mother is left unharmed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the son scratched up because he's the beast. And I was like, the father because uh, I don't really know. Obviously. Father because he's a bad father. Uh, that's what it is. Well, that's never explained. Yes, it is. It said that he's cruel, but it doesn't explain how he was cruel. Or at least yeah, not. but he raised the he raised up Adam to be cruel like him. Yes, that's but how in cruel. what way? It doesn't matter. It that's matters still to me. <laughs> it matters to me. What do what do they mean by cruel? Cruel could mean anything. Well, the way he treats everyone, he's not very nice. We've discussed how. Um, <laughs> How what Adam shows to Belle first isn't usually his normal. Well, yeah. 
But, I mean, even with his, like, mm-hmm. his servants and stuff, mm-hmm. he's still not very nice to them. I mean... <laughs> he's definitely a lot nicer to Belle later, yeah. but that's just because he gets to know her, but he's not as nice to his servants as he is to Belle, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, but I think also he's just... They're his servants. <laughs> but that's not okay. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I, I get it. Disney I get that. Out. I get that. I get it. <laughs> but I just, I, I still want an explanation. What is the explanation of his father being cruel and raising him to be cruel? Explain it. I mean, they didn't explain they it. They didn't explain it. That's my whole thing. I'm like, okay, what was wrong with his father? I don't know. All we know is he was cruel. <laughs> that's all we know. We're never told anything else. So I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I, uh, this, this is uh, going ahead a little bit, but when, when Belle is help tending to the beast wounds or yeah. whatever, and there's a part where she's quoting Romeo and Juliet yeah. and whatnot, uh, and she's like, you know, Shakespeare, and he's like, I had an expensive education. And I was kind of like, oh, did the father send him away? he might have i would say i think it's possible or he might have paid for a really rich governess or not rich but like expensive governess yeah definitely to come to the castle and spend all her days with him so that he didn't have to spend his days with him but also they have a huge library so that also probably plays into it yeah for sure because books are expensive especially back then Mm because it was like real leather and Mm -hmm. they had to bind it by hand and stuff they didn't have any automated presses yep so, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Um, I made a random comment: a fairly clean room, unlike the animated movie. It was that's true, fairly clean. Yeah, like there was this one like random pile of whatever that looked kind of like a nest to yeah. me, but otherwise it looked pretty clean. Like, do you think the beast is sleeping in that nest? I have no idea. <laughs> He's been nesting? <laughs> I don't know what exactly it was, but when I saw it, I was just kind of like, looks like a nest. Um, Because it's dirty in the animated one. Oh, it's it's completely destroyed so, in the animated one. I do th- we know where he's living if he's not living in the West Wing? Well, we assu- I think we can assume that he's living in the West Wing. It's just he might have more human to him, or at least he can better control his temper where he's not destroying his room. Oh, well, I meant in the animated one. Oh, in the animated one. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I agree that he's probably staying in the West Wing. In yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I agree about that one. <laughs> yeah, no, animated yeah. one, I, I really don't know. Yeah. I almost feel like maybe he would still stay in there, but I'm not but entirely where would sure. He sleep? I'm not entirely sure where. I have problems with this. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Bumped everything. How dare you? Um, Do you have anything else at the cast? uh, Yeah, I got these. Okay. So, Belle comes across the rose and the little glass casing. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, she comes across the rose and the glass casing and Mm -hmm. she almost touches the glass when the beast just kind of appears and I'm like... Where did he come from? How did he know she was there? Like, was he watching her? Did he just happen to turn at the right moment and see her there? Like, what uh, What? What was happening? I have no clue. I've always wondered about that part. I still don't get it. I, I mean, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you would assume that, you know, if he were in his room, you know, in the West Wing, that maybe he would have heard her come in. 
Maybe. Even, even if it's just this little, like, slight noise of her just opening the door. Yeah. But otherwise, like, he's obviously, like, lost in thought, hiding in the ceiling somewhere. <laughs> he's a he's a bat now. He's a bat. <laughs> I mean, where else was he? He's a buffalo monster that sometimes moonlights as a bat. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where else he would have been, because he just jumps down. It's like That's true. He does. He just shows up. He just shows up, and I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't know either. Unless he has, like, one of those balconies, like, in the Phantom of the Opera and the catacombs. <laughs> I don't remember anything about Phantom of the Opera. So, so the only... The, I don't even know why this is coming back to me, because I haven't seen this movie in, like, literally I haven't years. even seen the movie. I saw... I saw, I've seen the stage production. I saw the stage production when we went to New York, junior year of high school. Oh, that's right. I didn't see it that year. I did because I had already seen it and Wicked, and okay. I didn't need to go see those two. On see, Broadway. see, the reason I chose Phantom of the Opera as my second musical to see on that trip was because I had heard, you know, all these great things about it, and you know, such a did like, you get let down? Yes, I was bored. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of the like, stage musical is not that great. The movie, yeah. movie. I own the movie. Top I notch. just haven't watched it, bro. How do you own it and haven't seen it? <laughs> I was so let down by the stage production that I was like, "Do I actually want to watch this?" The movie is ten times better, <laughs> ten times, uh-huh. without a doubt. Okay, okay. And I really hope that the movie version of Wicked, whenever it comes out, whenever <sighs> they finish producing it, please is gold because it better be gold i miss wicked <laughs> they've had so much time to work on it mm-hmm. so much fucking time mm-hmm. um but uh oh my gosh we were talking about yes, the opera yeah, yeah so she christine mm-hmm. she like wakes up after her little fainting spell okay. seeing herself in that wedding dress okay and um she walks out of the room and she walks out into this little area and there's a balcony mm-hmm. and then there's stairs that go down to the the like I guess essentially it's like a dock. Okay. Where he has his little boat that she gets into with him. <laughs> and they they ride away on their little boat. <laughs> okay. But then. like that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe he has one of those weird balconies. Oh my god. Where there's like stairs and we just didn't we see just it. Didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Because that's the only thing I can think of where he would like be able to jump down from it like yeah. that that quickly. Because it I, wouldn't be really high. My only thing is I feel like the rose wasn't out far enough, like, on the balcony, like, the lower one, whatever. Well, this would be, like, an in-the-room balcony. Okay. Yeah. Like, it would, like, maybe lead off to, like, a little tiny room or something on the side or something. Okay. I could see that. Because that's usually what those ones are, like, Yeah. for. I don't know. I don't know. That's either. the only thing I can think of that would explain it, so. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so... I, I quoted the beast. He jumps down and he says, don't you realize what you could have done? You could have damned us all. And I was like, just from her touching the glass? I mean, sure, maybe. Because they don't really know what would happen if she touched it. Well, yeah, you're right. But, I mean, we also don't know the whole curse. We haven't yes. been told the whole curse. We haven't been able to, like, read it yeah. through, you know? So we don't know everything the witch said. Um, but also, when he stopped her, she was literally about to touch the rose. No, she was about to touch the glass. She had yes. taken the glass off? No, she had not. Yes, she, she had. She had not touched it. Are you no. sure? I'm 100% positive. I watched the scene last night. She was about to touch the glass. So is that in the other one? It's in the animated, yes. Oh my gosh. I'm insane. <laughs> I swear. Nope. You're right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think that he was just being really protective of it. Oh, definitely. Because there could be problems if she touched mm-hmm. the rose. I would say, and, and that's probably why he flipped out. <laughs> yeah. I would say, because the beast is, you know, obviously very protective of the rose. My mm-hmm. question is, is the glass casing from the enchantress or what? Like, I would assume it is. Um, because otherwise, I don't know how the rose would be there in that specific spot. Yeah. Floating with all that. It probably is from her. Yeah. I don't know where else he would have gotten it. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of like, what would have happened had she touched the glass? Would anything have happened? Uh, would it just speed up the curse and would they just automatically, like, all the servants become their mm. inanimate objects and whatnot and the castle crumble and whatnot? I think maybe. I would say, because, like, the beast has kind of already accepted his fate to remain a beast. But at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, maybe he doesn't want it to end right now. Mm-hmm. But also, she's a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I really don't. And apparently I haven't watched this movie recently enough. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, but my thing... Yes. Um, is the same. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> she finds the rose and then the beast just blows up at her and like literally yells at her to leave. Oh, it's true. He did. I forgot. <laughs> and he scares her a lot when he's doing oh, that. Oh, definitely. And so she does begin to run away and... Mm-hmm. I mean, your part's next. My part's but next, yeah. the wolves do chase her as yes. she leaves. So, uh, go so, ahead. <laughs> so when Bella's running out of the castle, you know, she has to go back through the castle and all that. Yep. And all of the servants, you know, notice her running. And they notice where she's running to. And, like, Lumiere, like, blows a whistle or something. Yeah. And they're, like, locking down the castle. <laughs> and I'm like, they they have, like, measures in place to lock down the castle? What? Yeah. But also, uh, the dog, whatever his name is, Furfru, I think? Or something? I don't remember. But the, I don't know. Maybe? But the dog, who's the little footrest, whatever, <laughs> like, he thinks, oh, it's time to play. And he sees, you know, Belle running out, and he's like, okay, let's go. And he goes out the doggy door, and I'm like, they can lock down the castle, but they can't lock down the fucking doggy door. Never. Why would they do that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, Never. it's Disney. Obviously, she had to have a, have a way to get out. Yeah. No, they're not going to do that. <sighs> but yeah, so Belle runs off from Philippe, and they become surrounded by wolves. Well, basically, they they end up on a frozen pond where Belle's literally trying to fight the wolves off. Um, but like, obviously, she's not going to be able to win because she's like one girl against like a shit ton of wolves. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and they're obviously, like, starving because mm-hmm. they look real rough. Um, or, like, they've been in a lot of fights or, like, I don't know, they might have rabies or something. Something is happening that is making them, like, absolutely terrifying. Yes. But anyway, so she's obviously not going to win. And, like, when you realize that, you're like, oh, no. And it goes on for a little bit longer. And then the beast shows up. Yeah, I would say, and like right before the beast shows up, I think Belle kind of has just this moment of, oh, time to die. Yep. yep. Like she has to, yeah. uh, she has to come to terms with that herself. Yeah. It's kind of like the beast has come to terms with himself staying a beast. Yeah. She realizes that and it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess this is happening. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, he comes and he, he rescues her um, while he's getting like attacked by the wolves. Belle almost 
leaves mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. She gets up on her horse or gets she was to about her horse. To. Yeah, she right. gets to her horse. She and was she's about like to get on the getting horse. Getting ready to leave. And, and she's like facing the horse and she <sighs> looks back at him and is like, yeah, fine. She's like, I, I can't leave I'll him there. Him. But this is one of my favorite things ever because in the animated one, it makes no sense how she gets yes. him up on the horse. But in this one, she's like, I'm going to help you, but you have to help me get you onto the horse, because otherwise I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, she says, she says, you have to help me. You have yep. to stand. Yep. <laughs> and I, w- I was like, at least in this movie they explain how Belle got the beast on yeah. the <laughs> Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I wrote that too. I was like, yeah, because um, there's no way she could do it on her own. So she's like, you have to help me. You have to stand. Yeah. And I was like, it's the only way to have that scene make sense, because he's too big for her to try and pull onto the horse herself. Mm-hmm. So... I had a random question this Okay, scene. I'm ready for your random question. Why did the beast run after Belle in the first place? Because while he was very upset in the moment, mm-hmm. he probably got berated by Mrs. Potts and... Oh, okay. Um, What's his face? Lumiere. Not Lumiere. Cogsworth. Cogsworth. Probably got berated by those two together at the same time and was like, mm-hmm. fuck. Okay, I guess I have to go get her. I would think maybe all three of them. <laughs> I don't know about Lumiere. I feel like he's too afraid. <laughs> okay, I see that. I, I see mean, that. Cogsworth is also too afraid, but yeah. if he has backup, like Mrs. Yeah. Potts, who is mm-hmm. not afraid, I feel like he'd be more willing to do it. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and more likely, I think, I feel like the two. I feel like Lumiere would just be in the background yeah. somewhere. He would just kind of be there, he'd, he'd, but I don't think he'd be like, oh, you should go get her. <laughs> I think he would be there and be like... Go get her. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I agree with yeah. that. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm part of this party, but like, if you but don't if you like it, I'm going to be far away. Yeah. It's not my, my idea. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a, a thing that I hadn't even considered because I had so, I was like, why do you run for Bell in the first place? Okay. I was like, was it just to get her back because she's his prisoner? Was it because he maybe feels something for her? Um, is it because he knew the wolves would attack and didn't want her to die that way? Is it so that the bell wouldn't go to the town folk and tell them about the beast? Like, I don't think it was any of those. I think it was literally just I, because he was told to go get her. Because he I doesn't would, even yeah. know her well enough yet. Yeah. Like, this this right here is why they start getting to know each other. Because she decides yes. to help him yes. and take care of him. And so then she's spending time with him, and then they have to talk. That I, I like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's actually. I would say that, I don't. But I don't know if it's actually true. That's, but that's what my English major mind is telling me it is, even though I'm yeah. totally reading between the lines. <laughs> I, I think I feel like it could be a combination of that, yeah. and also the beast just going, "Well, shit, I let her get away." Yeah. yeah, but I feel like that emotion or like that reaction, the "well, shit," mm-hmm. could also just be in reaction to him getting in trouble oh, for letting her go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Especially once they find out that he actually yelled at her to leave. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Assuming they didn't, you know, hear him yelling mm-hmm. because he was loud. Oh, he was definitely loud. <laughs> definitely. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. I like that idea. I just don't know if it's actually true. But no one knows. We don't know enough about this story. <laughs> nope. We don't know all the behind the scenes stuff. No. All the stuff that I wish I would know. All the stuff that would be in a novel if there was one. Mm-hmm. But there's only a short story. Yep. And probably books that are based on the movies, but that doesn't count. <laughs> because yeah. they're just going to tell the same story as the yep. movies. <laughs> We're on to the next scene. Next scene. Which is not with the castle and Adam and Belle. Yes. It is with Maurice and LeFou and Gaston. 
thought you were gonna leave guest on out for a second no, there. He's important, <laughs> but he gets number three spot. Because <laughs> okay. he's not my favorite. I mean, I love this guest spot. Yeah, I love like, it, but Maurice and LeFou are actually smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gaston's just kind of not that intelligent. He's, he's yeah. intelligent, but he's not that intelligent. He's, yeah, he's not. <laughs> yeah. He's not on the same level as LeFou and Maurice. Definitely. <laughs> and it's funny because everyone tries to make LeFou look like an idiot. LeFou's not an idiot. No, he's not. <laughs> it, like, okay, this version of LeFou, I would say, isn't an idiot. Yeah, the, the other one, obviously, yeah. is. But this one's very different. This one, no. Like, he, he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Maurice isn't a crazy old man. <laughs> I was saying, this LeFou also knows how to handle Gaston. Yes, he does. The other LeFou is just saying, like, okay. Yeah, he's... The other LeFou is just kind of <laughs> there to hype him up and whatnot. Yep. And then he just does whatever. Yep. Like, sitting out in the snow forever to the point where he becomes a snowman. Yep. Because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Logical. Logical. Snow Purely. would totally stick to a person like that. With a, a carrot and yeah. everything. Because that would totally happen. 100%. 100%. You need to believe it, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll believe yeah. it. Yeah. In this place that doesn't snow. That's yes. where it happens. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> they're all chilling, mm, I guess? I wouldn't necessarily say chilling. Like the, I feel like Maurice and not Maurice, uh, LeFou and Gaston, LeFou and Gaston are kind of just tolerating this experience. Yeah, uh, but because you know they're trying to get to the castle. Oh, that's right, because it's when they're traveling. Yeah, and like it's very obvious that Gaston and LeFou are tired. Well, and Gaston is getting to the end of his rope. Oh, definitely, he's getting very definitely. Upset. <laughs> But Maurice is, like, very determined to show them the way of the castle and prove that he's not crazy mm-hmm. and, like, prove that, yes, Belle is there and yeah. whatnot. Uh, and they arrive at the tree that had fallen when Maurice first went through the forest and it's somehow standing right back up. And I'm like, That's, that obviously means he's crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. But Cause, it cause... also means the curse doesn't want them to get to the castle. <laughs> no. Because Maurice remembers. He has to think about it for a second. He was kind of like... Yeah, it felt that way. And he's like, this is the way. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, but it's just, you know, Gaston and LeFou are like, the tree fell and now it's standing again? Hmm, he's crazy. <laughs> hmm. Oh, but LeFou does say, so you really want to marry into this family? Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. I was like, that's a good question. That is a good question. Honestly. It is a very good question. Yeah. And Gaston's like, yes, I do. <laughs> But I really liked how Gaston tried to let Maurice down kind of gently and talk some sense into him. Because he was just kind of like, there's no such thing as beasts, talking teacups, or magic. But there are wolves, frostbite, and starvation. Yeah. And I was like, Gaston has his priorities straight. I mean, he does. And those are probably definitely on his mind right now because he's probably very cold and hungry. (laughs) And I'm sure that he's probably had some sort of... um, experience maybe with this kind of thing being yeah. in the war and whatnot yeah so like he this is one of those things that he would know that he would be smart about probably yeah traveling and stuff yeah but, like you're right about that i feel like he would definitely have some amount of experience with it yeah but yeah mm-hmm. your part is still next mm-hmm. Uh, Maurice says, if you think I've made all this up, then why did you offer to help me? And Gaston says, because I want to marry your daughter. Now let's go home. And Maurice is like, Belle's not at home. And I'm like, Maurice doesn't even say anything about Gaston wanting to marry his daughter. He just kind of 
ignores that part and goes yeah. on. Um, and, but like in my mind, just watching that like one moment, I was kind of like, maybe Marisa's thinking, hey, this is a topic for another day. You know, my daughter is rescued. Uh, but he just didn't say it. And then it's not until Gaston has calmed down and called Maurice's future father-in-law that Maurice finally says, you will never marry my daughter. And I was like, heck yeah. It's true. And right before that uh-huh. is my thing. Go ahead. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, because this is like around the time that Gaston is getting really upset. And yep. she's like, oh no, you can't get upset because uh-huh. this is really bad. Like bad things are going to happen. And um, he's like, here, think about things that are like are great and like mm-hmm. calm you down and stuff yep. and it's literally like widow's war and blood yes. and i'm like why do insane things calm gaston down <laughs> because he's, he's a manly man he's and... a monster yeah <laughs> um it's not it's not adam who's the monster it's gaston it's definitely not adam it is yeah, gaston. yeah. um <laughs> but i i was like oh my gosh i don't even know like what to think there because oh, what is it there's I can't remember right now, but there's something else, some some other movie or whatever where someone gets calmed down by like crazy things like that. I believe that. I don't understand. I think it's in the Princess Bride. I have no idea. I haven't seen that movie in years. <laughs> I think it's in the Princess Bride, but now I have to go watch it to make sure, mm-hmm. and then I'll I'll report back <laughs> report on back. the next okay. one if I remember. <laughs> but um, anyway. That happens, and the whole, like, Belle is not going to marry Gaston thing happens, and then um, then Gaston, you know, he just pulls back his arm and punches Maurice. Yep. (laughs) And LeFou was like, I saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. And then I was was like, which did you see coming? Maurice (laughs) saying no to the marriage or Gaston knocking him out? Honestly, I think he knew both were coming, but I think that his, like audible reaction mm-hmm. was specifically to Gaston punching Maurice. I think so too. Um, so then obviously Gaston has the bright idea to tie Maurice up to a tree and just leave him. I'm not sure if he actually tied him to the tree, but they definitely tied him up. Oh, well, he's definitely tied he's up. He's definitely tied up and like <laughs> you're right. laying against a tree. You're right. You're right. You're right. I have no clue if the ropes go all the way around the tree. <laughs> that tree is a big tree anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that happens, and then they just kind of peace out. They're like, bye. (laughs) They're like, all right, see ya. We're done here. (laughs) Yep. So the next scene is Belle tending to the beast's wounds. Being a good little caretaker. (laughs) Yep. And you know, the beast is, you know, like, uh, I guess complaining about it hurting when she's trying to, like, help clean his wounds. And he says, well, you shouldn't have been the West Wing. Well, you should learn to control your temper. And I was kind of like, why is that the argument, Belle? Like, I, yes, he should learn to control his temper. But you shouldn't have been in the West Wing. That's the argument because they were lazy and they pulled it from the old movie. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the only reason it's in this movie. Because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. I know. Like... <laughs> Because this Belle wouldn't have said that. She would have said something way more specific and been mm-hmm. like, hey, like this wasn't okay. Yeah. Not oh. like, you should learn to control your temper. Yeah. I think this <laughs> was just one of those things that in the animated version, like it was just such like a prominent scene, I guess, for people. They that, tried to put it in this one too. Yeah, that they were like, let's move that over here as well. The thing is, they could have moved it and they did move it. They clearly mm-hmm. moved it and it worked. Yeah. 
but they didn't have to use the same words. Because <laughs> this bell is such a different bell from the other one. Yeah, she would never react that way. I like. I they feel like she would her. react this way, but I don't think that would be her argument. No, that wouldn't be her argument. I'm not saying... Well, yeah. The words would not be how she would react. Yes. It would be a different yes. set of words that yeah. she would react with. She would still react that way she, emotionally, I feel just like, not those words. I feel like she would have said something along the lines of, like, well, someone should have just told me what was in yeah. the best way. No, literally, I feel like that's exactly what she would have said. Something yeah. along those something lines. Something along those lines. Because, like... Belle really likes knowledge. Yes. And she very clearly appreciates, like, knowing what's going on. Yes. So I don't understand why they hid that from her. Disney. I mean, yes. <laughs> I do understand, but I am not okay with it. Um, <laughs> but also, like, they should have really just told her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, that's... Because yeah. it would have prevented so many things. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> She would have been like, oh, okay, like, I'll, I won't go there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so my part, um, she, well, I mean, it's like just kind of like a general summary of yours. Mm -hmm. So I'll just say it and then you can like expand. Expand. Um, but basically like they argue about like the things that have happened, obviously. We already talked about that. Um, and he's literally acting like super childish, but she is being a really good caretaker and like, forcing him to, you know, deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then uh, once she's, like, done kind of, like, bandaging him up and stuff, and he, like, turns away, literally <laughs> acting like a child, yep. Um, she... I think they're still in the room with the beast. Yes! So that, she just out loud yes. asks all of the servants, like, so, like, why do you care about him so much? <laughs> Yeah, that was my exact reaction. Uh, she says, why do you care about him so much? And I was like, Belle, the beast is literally right there in the bed next to you. That and he's so still savage. awake. savage. Like, what the hell? It's so savage. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I could see this being a really true portrayal of this Belle. Because she mm-hmm. does want him to understand how he's acting. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm going to be real passive aggressive right now and just literally straight up ask your servants mm-hmm. why they care about you because this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. But, I, you know, it's also just a, like, I want understanding. Yeah. And also, exactly. like, how did he come to be this way? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. She definitely wants to figure out why. <laughs> yes. Why everything is happening the way it is. And they say, we've looked at, after him all his life. And I was kind of like, yeah, that's. Sounds about right. That's what I was thinking, so that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she says, but he's cursed you somehow. Why? You did nothing. And I was like, I guess that's a logical conclusion to come to, the fact that they're cursed, because as far as I yeah, knew... Yeah, the cursed thing, yes. I was saying, because as far as I know, she hadn't been given any info as to how they got like that. It's true, but she cannot assume that they did nothing. Okay, true. I have problems with that yes. part of that line. Yes. Because, like, I understand the whole assumption that they're cursed. Because, obviously, they are. Yes. They're not living, like, people anymore. They're mm-hmm. they're literally inanimate objects that have their personalities attached yes. to them. Yes, definitely. Um, but she doesn't know them or their history or anything about them enough to know that they didn't do anything. Yeah. To have that curse happen. Yeah. So... I have problems with that part, but that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. 
And then Mrs. Potts had responded to that with, you see, when the master lost his mother and his cruel father took that sweet, innocent lad and twisted him up to be just like him, we did nothing. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. But that still doesn't explain what the dad did. <laughs> I, I want to know what he did. Disney's never going to tell you what they did. I know. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that is where we find out that his father was cruel. <clears throat> That's where they say it, at least. They never explain it, though. I know, but we still find that out. Yeah, because but I'm, I'm the still... servants know. The servants know. The servants know. I think <laughs> I think part of the reason they also just don't tell us is because Belle is still a stranger. Yeah, and we are Belle's audience. Yeah, we are Belle's audience. And so they're telling Belle, uh, like his father was cruel. Yeah, and turned him into a younger version of himself. That's true. You know, that's true. And so it's like, okay, we don't we don't get to know. Yeah. Which frustrates me, because I want to know. <laughs> um, what I said for that part was um, that, like, yeah, she asks, and she gets to hear the story about how the beast lost his mother, and then was raised to be just like his father, and um, that the servants very clearly feel bad about, like, not doing anything to prevent mm-hmm. him from growing up to be like his father, mm-hmm. which I wrote to be a cruel person but i, I think that's true i think that's true i disagree <laughs> that's i don't i don't know that he's necessarily cruel he can be a little bit mean sometimes but i wouldn't say cruel okay because i i do understand the whole he doesn't necessarily treat his servants well yeah and we've talked about like his anger management issues and whatnot yep and we said we de- we determined that a big cause of that was stress, and this whole situation mm-hmm. has been very stressful. Yeah. But otherwise, I think he's fairly an okay guy, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, but we also just don't know what he was like before Belle showed up. Yep, no clue. So. You don't get to see that part? <laughs> nope. So we don't really know what he's naturally like. Nope. Not at all. all. So we can't really determine if he really is cruel. You're right. Or mean. Or You're anything. right. But I'm going based <laughs> off of the servants because I feel like they would know if their master was cruel. And yeah, if I they know. say he was cruel, I assume that that's probably true. Yeah. Because they didn't elaborate. Yes, I understand that they didn't elaborate. <sighs> oh, my bad. That's rude. How did I do me that? all the way up. <laughs> I don't know. Where I am that. I even at? Oh, you yeah, did it right. You're good. That, okay. That's the part. Yep, perfect. Okay, cool. I meant to go to mine. (laughs) That was rude. (laughs) Sorry. She scrolled my notes all the way back up to like the beginning of this episode. The mouse did it. I don't. I don't believe the mouse. I touched the mouse and it Mm -hmm. did it. Yeah. See, it wasn't my fault. I touched it. You were the catalyst. Just so I could go over to my notes. (laughs) Didn't didn't move the mouse first before clicking. (laughs) I tried to. That's what I was in the process of doing. I was like, okay, move the mouse over to get to my notes. Notes and all of a sudden it was like, okay, we're gonna highlight all of Karen's notes. And I was like, stop. <laughs> Rock on, man. Okay, so Days in the Sun is actually one of my favorite songs ever. Mm, you don't have to like it, but I it's, love it. Uh, it's a pretty song. It's just, it's not my favorite. That's fine. That's how I feel about Human Again. So, I mean, Human Again isn't one of my favorite songs. <laughs> so, that's okay. I don't have any songs in this movie that I don't like, though. True. Yeah. <laughs> or that I don't love. I mean, I love the whole soundtrack. So yeah. I even bought it in German. Um, yep, I did that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what I wrote for Days in the Sun, because I literally have only one 
bullet point about yes. this. Yes. Um, is I actually underlined the name, guys, and I wrote wow. the name of the song down. So if that doesn't wow. tell you how important the song is to me, then like, I don't know what will. You didn't capitalize it correctly, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> I capitalized it correctly. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. But. I'm also proud of myself. I, I'm also proud of you. Because <laughs> at least I have the name in there. Um, but I wrote that it's one of the best possible songs um, that could have been created for this movie because it literally was created just for this movie. Um, because it talks about like the Beast's childhood and it shows Belle um, learning more about him and growing more and seeing herself as more free, even though she's still a prisoner and she knows that she is still a prisoner. So... That's that's what I get from that song every time I listen to it. Okay. You can talk now. <laughs> I know you disagree, and that's fine. I, uh, I, it's not necessarily <laughs> that I disagree. You, you just mentioned that it talks about his childhood, and I was like, okay, very, very briefly it yes. does, but yes. it doesn't give me enough, like, too much context about anything. <laughs> His mother died. Understood. His father drags him away. And I... Okay, hold on. The, the specific line there, when his father drags him away, uh, he's singing, not until my whole life is done will I ever leave you. And that's when the father drags him away. And I was like, ah, oh, that's cruel. Yeah, see? His father was cruel. Yes. Exactly. It, that's the only thing, though. But that's the proof. What if he's perfectly fine the rest of I'm it? I'm sure he's what not. If, what no. if that was... Call <laughs> Okay, go ahead. You're, you're saying that's the proof, but what if before this, his father was perfectly fine, and then the mother's death is what caused him to lash out and anger and become cruel or something? And know. that is entirely possible, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't a cruel father at that point. Because the kid, mm. Adam, he was very clearly young when his mother oh, died. Oh, absolutely. And his father might have been so upset by his mother's death that he's just like, whatever. And then he's like, oh, well, you don't get to grieve her either. Mm -hmm. I also think this was just a style choice for the movie. I don't know about that. Or at least it could have been to have the father drag him away at that point. I don't think it was a style choice. I think it could have been. I think it was a purposeful... Well, I mean, like, purposeful... trying to show how the dad was. Yeah. Purposeful in that moment, but also just kind of a choice to do that for the movie. Well, everything is a choice. Well, duh. <laughs> the song is a choice. True. <laughs> but, I don't know. Just something about that for, like, an probably, like, eight-year-old kid, that's rough. Mm -hmm. I was thinking so. ten, but I, I don't know. I don't know. He could be somewhere around could, there. He, but, yeah. like, that's, that's a little bit too fast oh, definitely. to pull the kid away from their mom. Definitely. Because he doesn't even get to, like, be he, there. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really get to grieve. Yeah. So. From what we see. So. And if we're gonna base our opinions on his dad off of that, mm -hmm. then his dad was definitely cruel. <laughs> okay. That well, moment, we don't have anything else to base it off of. Yeah. Which Just is that is what the servants have said. Which is why I haven't, like, made a very strong opinion on if his father was actually cruel or not. I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> like, I understand they say, oh, he was cruel. And I'm like, okay, but what did he do? Please tell me. <laughs> what if he was, like, the father in Bridgerton? Hmm. And just kind of closed him off from him and was like, oh, I wish he didn't exist and stuff. Took me a second. I was like, which father are we talking about? 
Because I thought the first, Duke's father. Yeah, I. I, I what first, if he was like that? If he was like that, then tell us. Please tell us. But this is Disney. They're not going to tell us. That. I know exactly. So I can't make a judgment on him. <laughs> I can, and I, I have. I cannot. <laughs> I'm passing judgment. <laughs> I threw my gavel down. I just don't have one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was definitely my hand on the table. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't pass judgment on him. You can say he's cruel, but I don't know what he's done, so I can't pass judgment. He's definitely done this. This is one thing. That, that is one thing. That is the only... <laughs> that's a very bad thing. That is the only thing we know, but though. That's a very bad thing. That is thing. the only thing we know, though. <laughs> but it's very bad. That, but that is the only thing we know. I'm not disagreeing that it's bad, but that is the only thing we know. Okay, you're right. <laughs> but it's still really bad, and I feel like that yes, should be I, proof in itself, especially for kids. Kids are going to watch this and see that the dad did that when his mom died and go, oh, no. Well, they're kids. They're not thinking about it. They just they go, might. yes, okay, he's bad. But they might think about it. They're going to go, oh, what else has he done? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying I'm that ju- the movie is not focused on his dad, so. I'm aware, <laughs> but I can't pass judgment on his father. Why? Why? <laughs> Because it's you not have some kind proof. of like love for his father. <laughs> no, I just need proof. <laughs> that is the proof. <laughs> no, it's not. That is one thing. I need like five examples of proof right now. You have this, and you have all of the servants saying that he's cruel. <laughs> That's not proof. That is proof. The servants lived with him, <laughs> and I want to know what he did. <laughs> We're never going to know, and you're never going to finish this conversation, <laughs> because you won't agree. You just always disagree. <laughs> then let's agree to disagree. That's fine. But I'm pretty sure I'm taking it the way Disney wants you to take it. <laughs> I, that's the way Disney wants you to take it, yes. But... <laughs> Which means that it's probably the way it is. I still want proof. Okay, well, you might need to write that book then. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Uh, actually, I'm not going to. Don't take me for my word of that. <laughs> she goes, I will. It's literally like said in the podcast, and now she has to write and now, it. Now I'm, I'm taking that away. I, Forced. I'm not doing it. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. How are you going? Sorry we woke you up. We're being very loud. <laughs> um, okay. Continue. Uh, yeah, my next comment is another quote, and it was still from the song. And it said, Oh, those days in the sun, what I'd give to relive just one. And I was like, I'm pretty sure y'all could still go outside if you wanted to. You just can't leave the castle ground. I don't think that was the point. I, I know. I, I understand <laughs> I understand what the point was. Okay. But if you're taking it like in a literal kind of context of oh those days in the sun when I'd give to relive just one, like you can still go outside, guys. But you're not supposed to take it literally. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't have the sun. Because we talked about this and how it's all snowy all the time and overcast, probably. That's not something I thought about. So. Okay. If you okay. take it literally, they still can't go outside in the sun. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> Although that sounds like paradise to me. So. Right? I yeah. I hate the sun. Uh, and then I just had this random comment. I was like, are the beast and servants allowed to leave the circle of the enchantment at all? Because the beast is obviously allowed to, like, leave the castle grounds to go save Belle from the wolves. But, uh, like, could he potentially leave the enchantment? 
That's a good question. Because I know that in the animated one, Chip leaves, obviously. Oh, that's true. But none of them do leave in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, perhaps, they try to leave the curse, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things, like in Storybrooke, where they're literally not allowed to leave. Like, they can't. Like, literally oh, everything this... stops them. It's from Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time, yeah. Okay. Or, like, everything, like, <laughs> will like, stop them. Broken. Like, something will go yeah. wrong and they'll, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. be forced to stay in Storybrooke. That's right. Like, I forgot about if that. if it's like that. But, like, per se, if it was, like, an inanimate object that tried to leave, it just gets mm-hmm. destroyed the second it crosses the threshold. Maybe. maybe that's what happened to the housekeeper. Maybe. Maybe the housekeeper decided to leave. Maybe she was like, I can't stay here. <laughs> I don't care that I'm an inanimate <clears throat> object. <laughs> or, or the housekeeper did leave, did get out of the enchanted mm-hmm. circle, went to a village, was discovered, and they killed her. Also possible, because I feel like those are the only options. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe. I, I don't think anyone's going to survive if they leave the castle, honestly. No, no definitely so, not. It's probably why they're all staying there. Probably. But I had, I had a little comment. I had never noticed this, or at least it hadn't stuck in my mind when I watched the movie, but Chip has his own little room. So cute. I don't remember that. Well, he does. Okay. It's, it's cute. It says La, I don't know how to pronounce that. La Chambre de Chambre. Chambre. It's cute. I was it's like, cute. dude. I don't really know French, but I'm pretty I sure I don't it's know French. Chambre. That makes sense. Um. Yeah. I know that French is all, like, up. And I think it's the front of your throat. Oh, that sounds about right. German's very much in the back. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I think it might be in the back, too, then. Just a little bit softer. I'm not really sure. I'm trying to think of the last French song I sang. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway! Anyway! <laughs> um... I'm still talking. Yeah. Uh, Belle asks, what happens when the last petal falls? And I was like, okay, obviously they've told her now that there is an enchantment over the castle and kind of about the rose and whatnot. Um, or at least I assume that they told her about the rose. Probably. Uh, yeah. I, I assume so. If she's asking about it, probably. Yeah. So I, I was just making that comment about that. Yeah. And then Belle says, there must be some way to break the curse. And Mrs. Potts says, that's not for you to worry about, Lamb. We've made our bed and we must lie in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I'm not going to say my next comment because we're going to get into an argument again. What is this it? one? Oh my gosh. <laughs> never. <laughs> Apparently, according to you, it never gets explained. <laughs> it never gets explained. My comment was about the Beast Father, by the way. <laughs> If you didn't already know what it was about, you haven't been listening. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least you haven't been listening close enough. Yes, that. (laughs) Because we've been arguing about it a lot. (laughs) I feel like we argued about it for at least ten minutes. Yeah, probably. Probably. We'll see. I'll I'll look at it and and tell you if I remember to. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do we want to stop here? I don't know. Because I would say because this is episode four of Beauty and Beast, is that it? Well, you you go straight from like those two comments straight back. Oh, to that's the true. Beast. I do. And mine 
Is the same. Is the same, yeah. So we could talk about that part. About the next part as well? I'm just looking at time. <laughs> yeah, Longer I don't know how much I have to cut out. We could stop here. We want to stop after Maurice, though? Yeah, let's do the Maurice thing. Okay. Uh, okay, so the next scene is Maurice waking up in the forest. Yes. Oh, wait, Agatha finds him first. Yes. Agatha finds him, and yep. then you see Maurice waking up, and Agatha is there to help him, like, nurse him back to health, yep. whatever. And I just had a comment about, like, she has a whole campsite. Like, I kind of <laughs> thought she lived in town, but this makes more sense, I think, than her living in town. Well, yes, because she's a spinster. Exactly. But also, I love how you comment that she has a whole campsite, and all I said was that she has a snowy owl. <laughs> <laughs> you naming her owl no sounds like you are finding connections Connections. between this movie and harry potter because emma watson is also one of them yes and then there's hedwig (laughs) and then there's all the magic in this movie also true (laughs) and the curses the curses yes but witches are not called enchantresses yes that's where they mess it up (laughs) how dare they how dare they Anyway, <laughs> that's all I had for that. I mean, I didn't have much for but, that. But, like, she does help him, like, mm-hmm. gets him all fixed up and yeah. better and stuff. I would say, and it's it's such a short little scene anyways, yep. but they also needed a way to explain how, I guess, Maurice gets back yeah. to the town. Yeah. And it's meant to, I think, probably also ease our minds about Maurice, because we know that he got left out in the forest. True. And, um... <clears throat> It's kind of been a while since we've yeah. heard from that side of yeah. the story. And I think also it's just a way to keep Agatha in the story. Yeah, because yeah, Agatha so. is very important. She is. She, she is. is very important. <laughs> yep. And so I, this, like, this is a nice little scene, but when you're not really thinking about it, it's usually just kind of like a, eh, whatever, it's a scene. Yeah. But when you're thinking about it, it's a nice scene. Yeah, it definitely is. So, Belle is reading to the Beast, Mm -hmm. and she discovers that he has more knowledge of the stories and things that she likes. Wait. Than she knew? Wait. Okay, go ahead. Before that. Yep. uh, Belle is just quoting Romeo and Juliet out loud. You already talked about this. Yes, I did. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she she says, you know Shakespeare? And he's like, I had an expensive education. And I was like, so is that all he read when he was learning or what? Uh, just as a joke. I didn't really mean it. <laughs> um, and then Bella's like, actually, Romeo and Juliet's my favorite play. And he was like, oh, why is that not a surprise? And then I realized, I was like, oh, yeah, Belle hasn't had a chance to read many books. Yeah, she's had like a handful of books that she's been able to read. Yeah. And then it was like, of course he knows that there's way better books than Romeo and Juliet because he has a whole library. Yep. And we already know my problem with the Romeo and Juliet thing, yep. so I'm not going to even go there. <laughs> Don't even do it. But it shouldn't be there. <laughs> yep. That's all I have to say. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, so she realizes that he has a huge library because uh-huh. he's like, oh my gosh, you don't even have any knowledge of anything that's actually good so let me educate you (laughs) so he takes her to his library and he's like here you go you can have this (laughs) that's what confused me in this movie 
he just kind of he sees how much she enjoys it, and then he's kind of like, oh, well, if you want it, it's yours. And I was kind of like, why? <laughs> like in in the anime and movie, it makes sense because the beast doesn't really know how to read, or yeah. he hasn't practiced it in yeah. a long time. It's like and so it. yeah, and so he's kind of like, well, go ahead, be my guest. It's yours. But in this one, like he reads. So why is he just kind of like, oh, okay, have it? Well, and in the animated one, it's kind of a peace offering as well. It's like one of the first things that really kind of like, kind of pulls her more towards him to see that he's actually like not a bad person. I don't necessarily see it as a peace offering, but more of just a, hey, I heard you like books. (laughs) You didn't get a chance to go see the library. Here you go. It, it wasn't a peace offering in my mind. I don't know. I always watched it thinking it was a peace offering. Oh, I never maybe did. Maybe it's not. I don't I, know. I, I, I never did. I think I'd have to pay more attention to that scene again. But um, I agree that it's weird here. It is. Because, like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense for him to give it to her. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's really saying it's yours as in this is now yours in your possession to own. Okay. Yes. Or it's like... Here's another place that you can go. Yeah. Okay. I think that would make more sense for it to just be like, if you like it, it's yours. Like, yeah. you, like you feel, literally have free reign here. Yeah. You like, come feel here, free. It's fine. Yeah. Like, you don't have to worry about getting in trouble for being here. That makes more sense. I think that's what it is. I think that's what they meant. Yeah. I was like, because another thing for me, like, Bell asked him, like, have you have you actually read all these books? And he was like, like not yeah. all of them. Some of them yeah, are in no Greek. <laughs> and so I, I was also kind of under the impression of, like, maybe he's read a lot of these books and either doesn't care for them or is just kind of bored of them and so he's kind of like you know go ahead but i i like your your explanation better of it just being like (laughs) have free reign i i try i was taught to think this way in all of my creative writing classes so that's just kind of yeah what i do sometimes um but that that part with the greek thing i was like and this is the moment where they begin to truly become friends and she can see how much he enjoys spending time with her um, and reading literature with her. I was say I really liked that moment mm-hmm. when he was like, some of them are in Greek. And she was like, was that a joke? Are we making jokes now? Right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah! <laughs> like, good job. Good job. You, you opened the dialogue, buddy. Yep. Way to go, Adam. Because um, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> Understood, yeah. Like At least him. this version of him. I feel like I can root for. Yeah, I don't like the other versions. Yeah. This one's very good, though. This one's very good, yeah. Well, okay, I can't say... Well, no, I don't. I really don't like the other versions of the Beast, because even in the TV show from CW, I hated the Beast in that one. He was annoying. I don't remember if I got that far. Or if I remember him at all. I don't remember him. I really hated him. (laughs) I believe it. He was annoying. Um, And stupid. Oh my gosh, he was so stupid. He would get himself into the stupidest situations. Anyway, not important. Not important, no. We're also not going to talk about that show. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Especially so, since I don't remember anything from it. Maybe someday. Maybe. But probably not. Because <laughs> yep. I feel like we're not going to be watching that. No. At all. There's too much. I'm not it. about to rewatch it either. No, so. me neither. Mm-hmm. I'm good. All I know is I hated it. I mean, I really liked the girl who played Be- Beauty. Because uh-huh. I know her name's not Belle in the show, but she's great. I love that actress. Okay. She played Lana in Smallville. I never watched Smallville. Damn. I wanted to. I just haven't done it. She was Superman's crush. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway. Anyway, not important. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyway. They spend their days together reading, laughing, joking, whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole montage. Yes. Um, I don't know what you have next. I think my oh, stuff is, is part about of the, the montage. Yeah, mine is part of the montage. Do I have stuff in the montage? Do you? Mm, yes. Mine's just a general comment just about the montage. Of so course. Go ahead. Of course. Okay, so, you know, they get to a small little scene of the montage where they're at the dinner table eating and whatnot. And the beast, like, the beast seriously acts like he doesn't know how to eat properly. And I was kind of like, was a, a, like, a beastly kind of instinct to drink the soup how he did it when I'm yeah. just like sticking his face in it um yeah he's like eating it like an animal yeah it, it, a very tame animal I mean true but still like an animal <laughs> yeah. but I was also kind of like okay this is probably the first meal he's had with anyone in quite some mm-hmm. time uh meaning he could have eaten however he wanted to before true true so could have so it could have just been a like oh yeah I'm not supposed to eat like this yeah but also, you would think he wouldn't want to eat like that, just because when, like, when he comes back up from eating, like he has like soup all over him, and so I'm like, you, messy. Do you, do you really want to get messy like that? No thanks. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I'm yeah. not in his head, so I know. Maybe he just is really easy to clean. Although I doubt it. Fur is harder to clean than actual skin. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty sure he's a pretty furry person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then I had a random question of just about the the clothing. Okay. Because they're standing on the bridge and Belle's reading to him yeah. as they're walking and just. For whatever reason, the beast vest like had like couple random buttons undone, like one in the middle here, one but lower down, and I was like, "Was what was the choice behind that to keep him looking frumpy or what?" Not really sure. Maybe just, maybe the attempt was to show that his clothes don't really fit him. They mostly do, though. I know they mostly do, but I'm saying like maybe. That was their attempt at that, and it failed, but that was their attempt. <laughs> that's, that's a really, really bad attempt. Because I agree. his clothes fit him. His clothes do fit him. I think, but... that, I think it was to keep him looking frumpy, maybe because he's still healing or something. So maybe it was a... Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't Why? Know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. Or it could be a, a way to be like, oh, see, like, here's the beast. He's not perfect either. Like, we know he's a prince, but Belle doesn't. Yeah, she still doesn't know. She still doesn't. So it's like, you know, he's he's not perfect. He doesn't button all his buttons. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I don't even know why I noticed it, but I'm just kind of like, what's the I have never noticed that. And I've I, watched this movie, I don't know how many times. Honestly, there are movies I've seen a, a lot, like a lot of times, that I'll still notice things. And I'll be like, didn't notice that before. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But yeah, yeah, next time you watch it, look for the scene, look look at the buttons. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay more attention to his buttons <laughs> than the poem that Belle's reading about the snow and the ice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. I was just kinda like, what? <laughs> um Um The song. Uh, and Belle says, I wonder why I didn't see it there before. And they're oh, yeah. talking about the beast and whatnot. And I was kind of like, uh, probably because y'all were both super wary of one another. And this is the first time you're seeing this side of him. That's probably why you didn't see it there before. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I realize now that my comment's actually just a general comment about the story. Mm-hmm. But this is the part that it starts, so I guess I can talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, because it's really just the beginning that's, like, actually related to this part. But, uh, Belle, like, very clearly begins to like the Beast throughout mm-hmm. this montage. Yeah. As you can see. Um, and I put in parentheses and, like, fall in love with him. And I was like, but we all know this is the stock- Stockholm Syndrome talking, so... <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not, like, true love. Um, And I said, it isn't until she leaves because she's free and then comes back because she cares that it's clear she truly does love him. Yes. Yeah. But she still has to say it. Yeah. Which is so stupid. (laughs) And it has to be romantic love. Yeah, which is also stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Because, dumb. But... Disney has corrected their ways with Frozen, so we're okay. Yes. Yes. doesn't always have to be romantic anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it can be familial. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. I would say, and also just a, a quick comment about Kristoff yes. from okay. Frozen. Yeah. He, I feel like he's a very good um, role model for boys mm-hmm. because yeah. there's this one scene, I think it's Frozen 2, where... Uh, where Kristoff like shows up next to Anastasia and he's just kind of like, "What do you need from me?" Yeah. Instead of like, "Let me take over" or anything, yeah. it's just kind of like he's letting her lead. Yeah, he's he letting her help. Yeah, he's letting her do her thing, and uh, and he's just kind of like, "I'll be here when you need me." Yep. And I think that's really sweet. I do too. I agree. It's a good little scene. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yep. <laughs> uh, back, back to the story. Back to the montage. Uh, the, you know, Belle and the Beast are sitting down for a meal again, and the Beast, like, moves his pl- plate to sit next to her. And I was kind of like, isn't that a no-no? Wait, again? Yeah. He moves his plate He moves time. his plate to go sit next to <laughs> okay. her. So, it's definitely still a no-no, but I feel like it's a little bit more acceptable that he's doing it instead of her. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was Even saying- though it's still not okay. <laughs> well, I think also just because of the situation that they're in... Like, I think it's fine. But if if they were to go back into society... It would not be okay. It'd be I mean, know. now you know what I was talking about. Yes, because I watched Bridgerton. Because <laughs> Daphne picks her damn plate up and yes. moves all the way down the table. I know. And the housekeeper's like, no! Yeah, the housekeeper, like, walks in, sees it, and, like, walks out. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, she was like, ah. You're a terrible duchess. Yep. <laughs> But then you also had to understand Sorry. that they're like still in the honeymoon phase. So I mean, just, yeah, but... <laughs> but also, yeah, understood. There is like boundaries and proper actions and all of that. I know. But uh, also in this little dining room scene, Belle changed how she eats the soup to make the beast more comfortable. Yeah, she drinks it. She drinks it. And so he's like, oh, I can be better. I can drink it like she does. <laughs> so he doesn't have to go back to like using the spoon and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's the montage. It is. It's the end of the montage. Yep. And at the end of the montage, there, it's still in the library, right? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're just in like a little secluded area of the yeah, library. Yeah, definitely. But um, he has this nice little pedestal that he has this huge book on. 
I feel like I think he brings the book out from somewhere. Maybe, but it's obviously the pedestal like that, that he uses that book, that book for. <laughs> yeah. Or, Uses for that book? Yes, uses for that book. But anyway, he brings his book out, places it down. It turns out it's actually a map. <laughs> a huge map. <laughs> um, and he's all like, we can go wherever you want. <laughs> and Belle's like, what? I say, I don't remember it being a map, but I believe that. It's a map. <laughs> Is it? Okay. <laughs> and Belle's like, we can, what? And he's yeah. like, well, it's it's part of the curse. It's It's a cruel cruel part of the the curse that Mm -hmm. I can literally go anywhere I want but like I'm still me Mm -hmm. and I have to look like this and Bella's like oh and he's like so where do you want to go and she goes Paris yeah (laughs) my little comment about this was like another gift from the Enchantress a book that allows them to travel elsewhere and I was kind of like, oh, like that's that's one nice thing. So he he can at least you know see other parts of the world. And then the, and then uh, in like the next like five seconds, the beast says it was her cruelest trick of all. It was just another curse. Yep. The outside world has no place for a creature like me, but it can for you. And then yep. I was kind of like, oh, I guess it is curse. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I didn't write about it being a curse, but I did uh-huh. write about the enchantress giving him a few gifts when he turned into a beast. Yes. And that one was the book that allowed him to travel wherever oh, he was. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Belle's given this opportunity to go see what happened to her mother in Paris. Mm-hmm. Or at least try and figure out what happened to her mother in Paris, because she still doesn't know. Yeah. Um, and so, the Beast and Belle figure out, uh, while they're in, like, where Belle used to live or whatever, where mm-hmm. she, like, was born, probably, like, grew up. Um, they find out... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They find out that the plague had come because they find a plague mask, and um, I think Belle just kind of assumes that that's what made her mother ill, Um, and so then she and her father left and moved, and then ended up in the village that they live in now. But one thing that I love about the scene is that she finds the little rattle, (laughs) or like the beast finds it. Her little rose rattle. Was that what it was? I just knew it was a little rose something. It's a little rose rattle. It's a little baby's rattle made in the shape of a rose. I don't remember who found it. Um, I think the beast does, but I could be wrong. I think he picks it up and is like, oh, look. And she's like, oh my gosh. And then she takes it back with her. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh. At least she was able to take something back. Because like, when I first thought about that scene... Um, in the book, I was kind of thinking it was more like the pensive in okay. Harry Potter, yeah. where you kind of just pop in, yeah, see what's happening, see it and pop, pop out. out. You can't take anything with you. Yeah, but she was actually able to take that with her, and I was mm-hmm. like, she actually has something from like which, her childhood, which is par- I think part of the reason why the Beast says like those the cruelest trick of all, like the outside world has no place for a creature like me, mm-hmm. because uh, you know maybe. In some way, shape, or form, you know, when he travels to other places, like, people can probably see him. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm thinking, too. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're traveling in, like, real time, basically. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is also kind of weird that no one's actually living in that yeah. apartment That's, anymore. Yeah. That was that was my thing about this, too. But, like, whatever, I guess. They did it for the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, that's why that's why I think that he also says that it's the cruelest trick because he does like probably wish he could travel to places and probably has like or like did try at the beginning but like yeah. quickly realized that he just wasn't welcome. Yeah. My question is how do they get back? I wonder that too cuz they don't have the book. <laughs> yeah, I was saying so. We we've skipped we've just skipped 
skip through all my notes. You just Sorry. got the entire scene. You can go. Um, but just before you even go through my notes, uh, I do say, like, she's basically just, like, taking me back. And he's kind of like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, how how do they get back? Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know. No clue. No idea. They tap their heels three times. I guess so. There's no place like home. There's, There's no, no place like home. There's no place like home. Like home. <laughs> yeah. Um, random comment. The Notre Dame showed up and the like in between scene and I just about died because of, it burned down. Because it burned down. Yeah. But also because I've been to the Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, that's and not something everyone can say now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because this is a little side story, but um, when I went to college, my freshman college class, uh, we all went to Paris. And, like, we were split up into, like, classes within the whole freshman class. And my class, I think most classes at least, went to Notre Dame. And so we got to, like, go inside and see it and whatnot. And I know when we heard the news that Notre Dame was burning in 2019, like, my heart just hurt. I was like, I've been there. Like, it's such a beautiful cathedral. Uh-huh. It's I believe so you. Pretty. <laughs> I've seen pictures. I've just it's so pretty. Never been and I never will be. <laughs> I know. Unfortunately. But um anyways, so they show up in the place and first of all, um cuz Bell says it's so much smaller than I imagined and I was kind of like then you remember or imagine? Because uh, then you see, like, the drawings of mother and baby, so it's kind of like, okay, obviously it's what she's imagined, but how does she know that that's the place? Yeah. Like, I don't know. How do they manage to wind up in that place? They just find exactly... I don't know. I feel like there's the potential it could be, like... Because at first I wanted to think that they could, like, time travel. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they got there, like, right after everything happened yeah. with her mom and stuff. But then I was like, no, that's probably not what it is. They're probably actually visiting it in real time. Yeah. Um, so it's probably really just a literal, like, think of a place that you've been or that you mm-hmm. want to go to or that you, like, know. That's true. He does say, like, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like, imagine that place. So, so it's, it's like, like oh, a very okay. specific place, even that, if she might not know what it looks like. She's yeah. like, I want to go to the apartment that my parents lived in when my mom died or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real specific. But yes. they're not going to find another place that's that place. <laughs> yes, definitely. So that's probably what she was thinking when she did that. Yes. But I don't know. Um, and, like, she, she sings a song, and she sings, like, this is the Paris of my childhood. And I was kind of like, yeah. what do you mean by that? I don't know. I don't I, think her childhood was really there, so. It wasn't, because, or at least not that apartment, you know. Well, see, my problem with that is the rattle, the mm-hmm. rose rattle, mm-hmm. kind of shows that she was a baby when she left. Yeah. I would say just that. So it wouldn't be her childhood. I would say <laughs> just that scene shows that mm-hmm. she was a baby, because, yeah. you know, the doctor, uh. I make a comment about this too. Um, you mu- the doctor says you must leave now, and Maurice like goes and picks up Baby yeah. Bell yeah. from the cradle right. and takes her out. You're right. So yeah, it's not her childhood. It's it's not. Yeah. So I mean, I I guess the question is also just where did they go? Is the chance that they still lived in Paris? I would say that's what I was thinking too. That maybe so they... maybe it was still that area of the town. And she kind of grew up there a little bit. She just yeah. couldn't be in the room when her mom was, like, sick. Yeah. I mean, there's even the chance that after the 
the plague was gone and they had cleaned it all out, that's mm-hmm. where they went back to. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't. I would say we we. I would say because we obviously they've moved. Yeah, I was saying, because the only thing is that, you know, Belle says it's so much smaller than I imagined. So she's never been there, except for when she was a baby. Well, I mean, we've talked about the memory thing before, but, like, she could have been there as, like, a small child, too. Okay, small child, maybe. Yes, I, okay, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean, I know I have a memory from when I was a baby, but it's not a memory of a house or anything. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. There's the chance there's, there's the that chance. she and her dad did move back in for a little bit at least, but then it uh, might have gotten too hard for Maurice to live there, knowing I don't, that her mom had died. I don't think they moved in. I think maybe they could have potentially like gone in and looked for things, because had they moved in, why would there still be a plague mask? You would think that maybe Maurice would have gotten rid of that. Maybe. So maybe they haven't been there at all. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Unless, but, unless he kept it because it reminded him of her. Mm, but that's a very mm, sad memory. There's there's a painting. Yeah. Whatever happened to the painting? Well, the painting's still there. So why didn't they? Why didn't she take the painting with her? Uh, I don't know. She just takes the rattle. She and takes the rattle. It. Yeah. <laughs> and then she shows her dad the rattle later, and he's like, oh. <laughs> "Like what?" He's like, "Oh my gosh, where'd you get this?" Yeah. She's like, "I went back." Mm-hmm. I went back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, while they're in there, the beast says, like, what happened to your mother? And yeah. I was kind of like, how does he know it's her mother? Like, have they just had this conversation? Well, I assume he knows because he knows that her dad is alive. Yes. And this is the one place she wanted to go to. And there's a plague mask. So he probably just assumes there was a death in the family. Yeah, but why does he assume it's the mother? I don't know. What if it's not the mother? What if it's her grandmother? Oh, I don't know. So he, he just—he was just like, "Why well, they're mother. probably like, already dead by that point?" Because this is not one oh, of those true. societies where grandparents lived for very long. That's true. <laughs> I say I'm—I'm I'm thinking that maybe they just—they've had this conversation maybe before, or maybe yeah. she's just said in passing, like, "Oh, it's just me and my father." Could have been the the montage. Yeah, exactly. Or he and Belle could have bonded over the fact that they both lost their mothers. Hmm. True. Um, but I think from the fact that he asked what happened to your mother, then maybe they haven't necessarily talked about it. Yeah. So I think maybe she's just said something in passing about, like, it's just me and my father. Yeah. Or something. Potentially. Um, and she answers uh, his question with, it was the one story Papa could never bring himself to tell. I knew better than to ask. And I was kind of like, not even when she was older, he couldn't say, like, just one simple sentence about it. Well, if he's still grieving it. Like, I, yeah, I get it. (laughs) It's going to be real hard to talk about. (laughs) I would say, like, that's that's the thing. Like, I get it on one hand. Like, he could, even after all this time, still be grieving about it. And he might just not want to talk about it at all, ever. exactly. And I get that. And that happens to some people. But even just a simple sentence, he can't just say. It might be um, too hard. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's the chance that he hasn't said what happened to her because if he says it, it makes it real. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of people who don't like yeah. that, having it be said so then it's actually a thing that happened. Yeah. So, I don't know. I get that. I understand that. That might be what Maurice is dealing with. I have no clue. <laughs> don't know what's going who on knows? in his brain. All I know is he's not crazy. So yeah. <laughs> um, oh wait, no, never mind about that. 
<laughs> I was saying because I was because um, Belle said, you know, I knew better not to ask, and I was kind of like, well, what about now? And I'm like, wait, she asked at the beginning. <laughs> Like, never mind. Yeah, she already asked. Never mind. <laughs> she, she already said, tell me at least one thing. And, and her dad yeah. was like, oh. Yeah. Here, have an adjective about your mom. Yep. <laughs> that <Yep>. was it. <laughs> uh, but I I do also wonder, like, is this kind of where Belle's fascination with roses come, comes from? Like, was there just some sort of connection between her mother and roses that Maurice just kind of brought along with Belle's childhood, maybe. Maybe she also has a memory of that little rose rattle. I would say, I yeah, that's entirely possible. Because she could. That's possible. Babies remember weird shit. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I remember the sky going dark. <laughs> it's a weird memory, but it, it's a thing. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that you're right. Yeah. I think it's funny that you wrote she had a plastic rose of some sort, but I it's literally a what, rattle. I didn't know what it was. All it's I, a rattle. All I she knew like was, a little bit. I would say all I knew was that it was just plastic rose of some sort. To me, yeah. it looked kind of like a modern day pen, like one of those toy pens you would get. Okay. So I was kind of like, I know it's not a pen, but... Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the cutest little rattle. It's so cute. And knowing that it's a rattle makes it even cuter. <laughs> yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> but I, like, I, I have been wondering, like, where has this Belle's fascination with roses come from since, you know, he, uh, she always asks her father for a rose when he goes to these, like, invent- inventor fairs or whatever, you know? Yeah, I don't know. All I know is that the rose is a link, kind of, to the short story. Yes. In and the fact that she's asking for something. <laughs> yes. Not a bird. But a rose. <laughs> and the whole rose thing also links Belle to the beast and yep. the enchantress's curse and yep. all that. Yep. So that was probably why they chose a rose? Probably. Probably wasn't. To Who knows? To tie her to her mom. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. But, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a good thought. <laughs> yep. Because I, I do like the idea that she remembers at least that little detail about her mom. Mm-hmm. And so she's just kind of like internalized it and been like, I want roses. Yeah. Anyways. We have talked for entirely too long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to finish. I think so too. So, so I guess we should leave a little magic wherever you go. this episode of books movies and musicals oh my if you'd like to connect with us be sure to check us out on both twitter and instagram at bmm underscore oh my you can find us on tumblr at bmm dash oh my and you can also find us on facebook by searching for books movies and musicals oh my or search at sign bmm oh my you can find us on youtube by searching books movies and musicals oh my and you can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omai at gmail.com these socials and our email address are in the description thank you all so much for listening if you liked this episode be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street 
We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye. Bye.